You almost fucking done over there? Did you see Tori Smith <laughs> tweeting out about the Buffalo Stadium? No, what he's saying. Yeah, he was just like, how are you going to spend $1.4 billion without a retractable roof? It's absolutely insane. It's ridiculous. It's insane. And the point of a retractable what, roof that's is... that's what Buffalo wants. Then open it during the fucking games and use it the rest of the year for a Final Four. It's exactly what they should do here. Yeah, if you don't want to play in a dome yeah. and everybody wants to sit outside like fucking morons, then fine. Sit outside like a moron. Just leave the roof open. Close it so you can bring a Final Four here, a Super Bowl. They do these monster fucking car shows in Detroit and Indianapolis Anything. that bring they like don't have dumb shit money because it's inside. Like that. God pisses me off. I want to sit out in the cold. Then fucking sit on the cold. It's a retractable roof. It opens. That's the whole point of it. Poundtown Podcast. <laughs> Will Burge, Brian Kenny, Joe Pollock. Clock is in the building. Presented by Barstool Sports. Powered by live mixtapes. Go download the app. Um, I think we're on there. I don't know. At one point, I was told we were on there, but I don't really know. I, started I, I, thinking, never, we, I don't think any of us actually looked. Yeah, I don't think we were actually looked. <laughs> and the other thing was, I started thinking about, like, where would they have gotten it? Like, I never sent him an MP3, but they did send me a screenshot of us on the app before. So, I don't know. I guess it's up to them if they're, like, updating it, but whatever. Shout out to Brian and Pesh. Great dudes. Seriously, download the app. Great stuff. Um, We got a lot to talk about tonight. We had to talk about... We never got to actually talk about Deshaun Watson's press conference and uh, the Haslam. So, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Some Watson news came out. We'll start there in a minute. Uh, we just, something came up before we jumped on here, which I really am excited to talk about. We're going to talk about the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap stuff, but I don't want to take the same angle because I, I'm fucking sick of talking about it and hearing about it's it. so it much. It is way it's so too much. much. It was the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened, but top five for sure. It was absolutely insane, but I have a little different angle. I want to take on it. Uh, another, to hear that angle. multiple injuries for the Cavs last night. Again, um, even though Mark did come back to the game, they outlast, Detroit, and I say outlast with like air quotes because, uh, excuse me, not Detroit, Orlando. Orlando. Orlando did something in the fourth quarter, which should definitely be banned from NBA basketball. But the Cavs did get the victory. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, we'll talk some music stuff. Overtime rule change in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, interested to hear what you guys think of that. And then Buffalo is getting a big old new stadium. We were just talking about it beforehand. We'll get to that a little bit later on as well, too. But the news on Deshaun Watson is that Roger Goodell spoke down at the owners' meetings. Roger Goodell says Deshaun Watson will not be put on the commissioner's exempt list, which, for those who don't understand how it works, it's not where you want to be. If you end up on the commissioner's exempt list, you don't know when the fuck you're getting off that thing. Yeah. It's, it's basically like you've been, what is it, expelled in school? You get expelled, but some kids get expelled and were allowed back to school, but there was suspended. just like, but suspended, you have a, fi- a definite amount of time you're out. So expelled, you either had to go to a different school or you just had to wait and they decided whether they let you back it's in. Purgatory. Yeah, basically. Sit exactly. there and wait. Yeah. Where Trevor Bauer has been placed yeah. in MLB. Where, kink shaming him. Yes, exactly. They do not like him <laughs> punching vaginas. It's not, it's not in their uh, repertoire. Uh, Josh Gordon was on the commissioner's, commissioner's exempt list. Yeah. And he just basically had to go re interview with Roger Goodell every year to find out whether or not he can get back into football. So that's not a place you want to be. So it is good news for getting Deshaun Watson back on the field. And the other part to that, Brian, is. They are going to get a definite amount of games he suspended. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Because he went on there, they wouldn't know. But now they're going to find out is it four, six, eight, whatever it is they throw at him. But the more you hear Roger Goodell talk and the more it's from people of the league are leaking things out, the more it sounds like they really don't want to get into the weeds on this thing and start suspending a guy that isn't, doesn't face criminal charges. I think he'll be suspended, but it, I don't think they're going to throw the book at him like maybe I originally thought. No, I mean. I think it's going to be the Roethlisberger special. I think it'll be six games. And then what, appeal down to four? Probably. 
I mean, that's that's kind of what I thought. Or eight to. appeal to six. Yeah, either of those I do feel like is fine, right? I mean, I mean, I guess it depends on what way you're looking at it. But yeah, if you're just looking at the way that they've suspended people over the last couple of years, players, I mean, that feels about right. I mean, what did Ray Rice get? Two games for that video? Was that what you ended up? Is that it? I thought it was only two games, right? For which video? For the which video? <laughs> the video. Oh, Kareem, Ray Rice no, Kareem, Kareem was eight, I'm pretty sure. Kareem was eight? Yeah, when we got was him, Ray he Rice. was out for eight games. Maybe on me. I think yeah, Ray Rice, Ray Rice was kicked out I of the league. Was lower for, than that. For Kareem, though, I'm pretty sure it was eight. He got kicked out of the league for Ray Rice suspended two, two games. Per carry. Yeah, it was Ray Rice. Yeah, he suspended two games. That was, yeah. That's so embarrassing. That. That's so embarrassing. That's yeah. Well, especially after that video came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah. Um, but here's the other part of it that makes this a little bit more convoluted is uh, I was listening to A to Z podcast. Shout out to Andre Knott and Zach Jackson. Always a great podcast. One definitely I would recommend if you're just trying to stay up to date on um, sports stuff. Uh, Zach is down at the owners meetings and he's getting the vibe now. And this is something I never even thought of that. This suspension might for Deshaun Watson might not come at the beginning of the season. That the NFL might say, we're going to let this play out a little bit further, and if he settles, then we'll hand a suspension down. Or we'll let this play a little bit further until we get some more details out of this, and then we'll suspend him. And it could be middle or later in the season, which, you know, I think the Browns were prepared no matter what to lose him for maybe a quarter of the season, half the season maybe, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was ever going to be the last quarter or the last half. That's a... That's a different mentally, right? In the beginning, you can go, "Oh, we could chalk up those games, try to stay five hundred, and then get back at the end." If you were, let's say, they're six and one after seven games, five and two, and all of a sudden they're like six game suspension coming up. That is a whole different mentality. But isn't that time. then more of an incentive? Like we talked about this right before the podcast, and you were like, "Okay, well, then he, you know, he'll pay a girl or two out just because he wants to get all this done and over with." But like, wouldn't this be more incentive for him to actually fight this? I mean, he says he's going to. Pushed, yeah, he, he says he wants to. And if it keeps getting pushed down the line, then, you know, then he's not getting suspended. Yeah, so. but I also wonder how much communication is being had between the league office and, like, his reps of, like, do they give you some kind of insight into, hey, if you settle, we're going to suspend you? Or do they just go, we're not done investigating what's going on, so you don't really know which way to go with it? I have no or idea. He's like, I'm done pissing away money on my lawyers. I'm going to settle this thing and roll the dice. You know, I don't, I don't really know how much... How much communication is being had? I'm, I'm, I would imagine that the league office isn't really lending advice out to try to f- let him no. go the right direction. They're no. going to let him walk into whatever he walks into. Yeah. With this. Maybe part of it's just going to be public pressure. Like, let's, they're going to just see how much public pressure is on that. Are there people picketing outside games? You know what I mean? Like, how big does this get? And then maybe the league goes, okay, enough is enough. We need to do something here. But then that almost feels like I don't know. Jimmy and D Haslam not being at the fucking introductory press conference in like one of the most controversial moments uh-huh. ever in the franchise history. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I get it. You were somewhere else. You're out of the country, but that just feels a little tone deaf either way. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch their zoom interview, but uh, I did watch the, uh, the Deshaun Watson, Stefanski and Andrew Barry one. Um, I, I did think that it was hilarious how uh, dry mouth Andrew Barry sounded the entire time as he had Deja Blue sitting right in front of him. He was. I, I just think he just re- would rather be dry mouth than drink Deja Blue is the issue. <laughs> I don't think I noticed how dry mouth he was. <laughs> you hear it sound like an ASMR video. <laughs> his fucking tongue smacking around in his I'm dry mouth. Back. <laughs> We're comfortable with everything. <laughs> 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 
He ripped the headphones off. Turning your eye to a There's a little lap for you. I thought the one thing that jumped out to me right out of the gate, because he's always so cool, calm, collected, he's got a right answer for everything, was, oh, shit, Andrew Barry's a little shook up there. Like, they were very serious, and he seemed nervous. You could hear him. His, his words had a little bit of stutter to him as he came out, which you don't ever hear like that. Rich Eisen said it looked and sounded like a funeral. I thought the same thing. You guys made it seem like it went so well, and I watched I, it, and I'm like, I don't think it went that well. I don't. So I think the first time through, I think it picked up. The beginning was not great, and uh-huh. I thought it picked up. But as I went back, well, then I listened to Clock and Joe's podcast, and you guys just raving about how it was a home run. It was and, a 100%. There was no matter way it could have went. Yeah. He could have uh, answered the uh, question about why he has so many masseuses. Yeah, that's, that's the a question really he did. Answer the question. The because of no, social media? I'll explain that right now. I'll explain that right now. And I, I sent it in the group. Like, he definitely went up there, and you can tell, like, he was like, I don't know if briefed is the right word, but, like, he was prompt on what to say and what not oh, yeah. to say. Like, the ongoing investigation, yeah. like, we just knew, like, those answers were mm-hmm. going to come. So I think when it got to the question, like, why do you have so many masseuses, it was towing that line, you know, where they probably told him ahead of time, like, don't go up there. Any question about that, just say ongoing investigation. But then he comes out and, like, just, I don't know, like, social media, like, because it is so different now. Like, I sent it in the text, like, the way that maybe normal people – would or like get a massage like going online or like your local like massage parlor or whatever they're called him like he's probably has he's got probably thousands of chicks hitting him up every day like some of them massage therapists are like oh i'm in houston like come here i'll give you a free massage or like whatever whatever deal's going down like he's getting like all 50 of them I feel, I feel like there's probably no, some I'm not saying element all. of yeah, There's no, way more. I mean, like, there was, there was way that, more that added on to that, yeah. that that raved about how good of a person he was. There was like, what, 12 of them? Eight, 18 more. 18, 18 more, that, more after the 22. Yeah, because like, yeah. what is he going to stand yeah. up there and say like, oh, some massage girl or masseuse DM'd me, so I took an appointment. Like, he, he's not just going to like, they're going to be like, what are you talking now, about? Now, here's, here's the thing. As I did just say here, it was a, say it was a terrible answer, because it was, I think just... Perception wise, it sounded like like a bad answer. But if you want me to translate it for you, this is exactly what his lawyers probably didn't want him to go on this road. But how I took it was this is how I was, this is how I was hooking up. I was fucking, nothing illegal was happening. I literally would get massages and hook up with these chicks and like blah, blah, blah. Because there was, there's obviously some of that in there, right? A lot of them admitted he even said it was consensual sex to a lot of them. I think that's what he was trying to get across was like, Social media, that's the how up I hook up and with he, yeah, girls, but you can't really media, say yeah. that, you know, I mean, when this is going on. Yeah, exactly. but that doesn't make it any better, but I think if you have no. that context to it, it makes more sense yeah. of why it definitely he said came it. out awkward. He just but shouldn't like, have said it. Yeah, it was yeah. just, it came out awkward, but it's like everyone that was like using that as like something to clown for, it was just like, all right, like, you know what he's trying to say. But that, you know what he's that is the big question. In, in no way does that change what the perception was before. And, and you guys asked me if it changed my mind at all. I, I still need to see the the civil trials in order to change my mind because yeah, which so we may we never get. It to. seems knows, like yeah. he's yeah. still the same dude that I thought before. Like I thought very highly of Deshaun Watson before all this shit happened. Deshaun Watson was a fucking high character leader kind of guy, pretty quiet, but was a fucking gamer. Like him breaking his ribs and and skipping yeah. the plane ride to take a bus instead, and still showing up to the game. Like this kid's a fucking gamer. I had a lot of respect for him, and then all this happened. So he spoke like the kind of guy I thought he was before all this. Um, very well spoken. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, most most NFL quarterbacks are some some don't hold their tongue as much as they should. Baker Mayfield, but yeah. um, 
You know, overall, so been on microphones long enough to where they're going to yeah, get you a good o- overall, enough Overall, Desha- Deshaun Watson, I mean, he just kept kind of pointing back to the way that his mom and his aunties raised him. And it's like, okay, well, this doesn't change anything for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that's I mean, a PR move. He's just going to keep saying that as much yeah, as possible. Well, yeah. well, and then the yeah. team themselves as well, he's going to be in the community. We need to get him back in the community. He's got to be in the community. But so you can loved, see that's what they're I going to do. I loved when you know he mean? said, I know I have to earn that trust, Matt. That was his that best was answer. The, that was the whole run. His best yes, answer. That was the and, best moment. That's what made the press conference like, all right. And, and, and I think mm-hmm. if he would have, instead of relying so much on the mom and aunties, he would have went to that line more. Like, I get it. I did not do this, but I totally understand there's a perception that it happened, so I need to earn the trust back to the community. And like a politician, what do they do? You can ask them anything, and they're going to steer it back to the talking point, yeah. right? And I don't feel, I thought, when I went back and watched, I still don't think it was awful. I just thought there was a couple of points where you were just like, oh, you didn't you didn't stay on the talking points. Maybe you should have. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I also don't think there was many people out there who were going to be swayed uh, and feel a ton better. If you didn't like the guy beforehand, you probably were coming out of it thinking you don't like him either. Especially, but if you liked him, you thought, "Hell yeah, that was a good answer." And yeah, I don't think it could have went any better. Like we knew it was going to be awkward. Like that, we were saying before. Like that was the first time that he had, like, yeah, any, that was probably his like first, that, right? Where he just has a first room full open of reporters just poking with at interviews him. and shit like that. Like a first public appearance in multiple years, probably. Yeah, well, yeah, the right. one after the 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 first grand jury declined, but it was just like a short little like yeah, yeah nothing like this. Yeah. This was like. Introduction, like I, you know, I know it's like super hip to like shit on local media and the questions, and I get it sometimes because there are some stupid ones. But man, I thought they did a good job. They did a most, really good job. There was only a couple questions where you were just like kind of rolled your eyes at them, but I do see you always could. You never really know. Sometimes those questions get asked, and they're trying to be a setup for a follow up, and you don't get the follow up question. So maybe some of that was going on. But I thought they did good, man. I, I honestly really did. I now, thought every, every the one question. Which one? The one question, you know he's full of shit. Which one? When they asked him about the contract, and he's oh, like, oh, yeah, that, that was the other answer. Before yeah. knowing about that the was the biggest no, 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 was out of out of Extremely <laughs> truthful. He, he was being honest. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought, I think the whole entire press conference might have came across slightly better if he would have been a little bit truthful and been like, I actually was more, I think there's an easy answer here, right? I was more comfortable playing in my hometown or in a dome. I was th- I was thinking I was more comfortable playing in my hometown or in a dome, even though the Browns are the best football situation. I never said they were out, but things get leaked out into the media. He did say But that. they went over the top once they gave me the contract that pushed me over the edge. There's a much easier answer, and it's much more truthful, right? I, I can't imagine the Haslam's without being turned down first and then coming back to the table with but like... But he, he said they were the never turned in. down. Yep. He said that that was just a fake... Like, he never turned them down. He just went to his other meetings... And had a second meeting with the Saints. Yeah, he said that we all know that we all know they got informed that they were out of it, and this is what actually. Yeah, said. But I don't know. I don't think they did because I mean, you like think I they said, just led with that we much never, money? I said we were never out of Deshaun, and he said we were never out for. Oh, because so. that's right. I forget you said it. <laughs> I told you I have the source. I literally have the source. <laughs> that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah, but but he said that was a false narrative, I, and I believe him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I, think that, I think it's a load of shit. <laughs> yeah. I think I, hey, you know what? It, I'm not going to blame you. I mean, whatever. Right? Like if you were deciding between three places. You're like, I really don't want to play in the cold half the year. I do like the football situation, but I'm sure as a quarterback at the level he plays at, he thought, I can go to the Saints and win anyway. I can go, you know what I mean? I can go down to Atlanta and win anyway. It's like an auction. You you find out kind of where, where it's at, and then you got somebody calling out the numbers, and you put your little thing up, go up incrementally. You don't just, you know, we're starting at 5000 $240 million. <laughs> That's not how, how this shit goes. So he had to have given them reason to go that far. Yeah, they did, because they went all the way, and now there's the reports out there that, the other owners are mad at the Haslam's. And look, I'm not going to sit here and stick up for the Haslam's and anything because they are 
they, I mean, they're for sure. People say they're like house of cards, like in real life, that's how they really yeah. are, which is like, seems about dead on. It seems about dead on. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to stick up for them, but those owners can go fuck themselves. They're like, oh, we didn't like how you pushed our way to the guaranteed money. Like, first of all, this is a business to win in. Second yeah. of all, all you motherfuckers, and this is the anniversary of it, voted to let the fucking football team move out of town, didn't even think about it twice, except for Al Davis, RIP. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like... Like, I, I'll never feel bad for these billionaires who there's so many shitty ones in there. And the rest of them aren't. We probably just haven't heard about half the dog shit things they've done to get to where they're at. So I don't want to hear about, the, oh, they're mad at the Haslams. Well, guess what? You got to pony up for your next quarterback. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. We just big dick the whole league. <laughs> like, just two, $230 million, Boom. Do all something of it. about all it. All of it. Keep it. It's yours. <laughs> yeah. Other teams, because there there was, there's a whole lot of reports about the, uh, some other teams, like Carolina, the reason they got pushed out early was they weren't even comfortable. They wanted to guarantee less than what he already had coming. They wanted to restructure the contract. Ooh. And that's why they're like, okay, well, he doesn't want to play in Carolina anymore. Go see it. And Jimmy's like, yeah, whole thing. Don't give a fuck. All of it. Every single penny. Please, I love it. Please, Roll please the whole come dice. Please. Roll all the dice. Let's win. He said multiple Super Bowls. Multiple Super Bowls. So I, believe, I believe him. He did say multiple Super Bowls, which I'm not going to lie, is the whole time watching, I'm like, man, this is like, it just feels a little icky. I'm like truly trying to dissect answers. He said multiple Super Bowls. I was like, ooh, multiple. He said multiple Super said Bowls multiple. and then a lot of Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. Multiple. Multiple and a lot of Super Bowls. So that's like 30 Super Bowls. <laughs> it's like 30. It's like 30. So basically, they're <laughs> and gonna he like, said he was going to be here yeah. the rest of his career. Yeah. So I mean, well, I'll believe just, I believe all those type of things. What if they don't but, lose a football game for the next five years? All well, this chatter will be over. Well, let's put it this way. The only way that you don't ever have to worry about Jimmy Haslam firing anybody or doing something crazy is if you never lose another football game because you can't trust Jimmy Haslam on any level to not be a crazy person. So this way, it just happened to work out in Brown Spence's favors where he went, I don't even give a fuck about the money. Just please take it and come play football here. We'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, do, do you guys get nervous at all about the, what is it, 2-35 and 35 in cold weather or 2 and whatever in cold weather games? No. Nope. Not at all. So irrelevant. I mean, how many really shitty games do the Browns actually play in a year anyways? That is that is probably the number one reason why I don't feel terrible about it. But there obviously is a track record there of him not playing great in cold weather games. But he's also played in domes in the South his entire career. So yeah, it's, it's also road games, yeah. too. He's going to be playing at home here. Yeah, and I, I think that's the biggest part. So, I mean, how many just like... God awful games are there really in a season two, three max? I mean, those are that, really bad years. Yeah, and at that mean? point, it's like, oh no, we have Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt out of the backfield. So yeah. like, we're just bulletproof. Which he's definitely never had any like exactly. that type of weaponry coming out. We're good. We'll we're see. bulletproof as love. It's, uh, it's, I'm like, see. You can tell the difference in age between sitting around here because, like, even with this, and while I'm excited about what's going to happen in the football field, I'm still cautiously optimistic because I've just seen so much shit that got me so excited with the Browns. Just crash and burn. Just, just, have you ever seen a top five quarterback in a Browns jersey, though? Nope, I've never in my entire life. That's why we're bulletproof. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 2007, like, ruined me. And then I let my guard down again. It's twice in the last 20 years. 2008. Yeah, it was two two different times the Browns had high expectations going into the next season after they performed really well or overperformed. And what happened both times? They fell straight on their fucking face. They just fell apart. Everything yeah. went to shit. They yeah. did not have a top five quarterback, though, so the point is taken. But, you know, they also well, that the top, top five, five quarterback that's already held out on one organization because he didn't want to play there. It's because their owner was racist. That's why he signed a giant contract with them. Well, you want to get, get the money for you. He signed the giant contract. That was <laughs> I mean, the reports yeah. came out after. Yeah. There's proven facts. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go back down this whole road again. We, we did like an entire podcast on that. Part, we did. But, 
This is going to sound completely random to anybody listening or watching. Okay. But I do want to talk about it because it came up in conversation before we came on. Is have you ever made a teacher cry <laughs> in your in your academic your academia career, which you have by far the longest out of all of us? How many years did you go to school? Oh God. Um. I mean, uh, through high school, four years of college, two and a half years of grad school. So there you go. That's more than any of us, correct? Because I know I didn't yeah, get my yeah. master's. Yeah, yeah. Did in all those times, did you ever make a teacher cry? Uh, one substitute teacher, I didn't actually see the tears, but I would imagine as he ran out of the room, yes. <laughs> what did he run out of the room for? He was ridiculous. His name was Mr. Wilder. I'll name names. He had like a perm. Like a, I love almost, that that's the first thing that comes to mind. Like, this guy came in with a yeah, perm. He's a sub. He had a fucking, fucking perm. He had just this, this face. He just, that was his face. He looked at us like that and we were just like, this dude's fucking over. And then we were in German class. And he's like, do you guys want to see the documentary that I made? We're like, yeah, show us your documentary. We'll watch stuff. We'd rather do that than work. And then he shows us just like pretty much home movies of his trip to Spain. And he like turns it off and he goes, did you guys like it? And I was like, that was terrible. That's not a documentary. <laughs> That's your home movies. You put some fucking subtitles over it. Also, you were in Spain. This is German class. That was the dumbest thing we've watched. Fair point. Sheesh. And he just like left. <laughs> he just walked just out of the room. Walked out of the room. Did he, he cry? What year was he this? Cried? I would have guessed that he cried. He seemed like the kind of guy that would. Damn. I was a junior. Okay. So probably 2005. I think the meanest times for kids in school are like the end of middle school through the beginning of high school. Because by the time you get to the very end of high school, a lot of the really bad kids don't show up anymore. Right. And then people start to grow up a little bit. And they're like, ah, fuck, I got to play football on Friday. I can't get, I can't uh-huh. get kicked out of this class. Yeah. But I'll tell you, in eighth grade, we had a teacher. I don't that we I have like a bunch of these stories, but this is the worst one. We had a substitute teacher come into Miss Harwood's class, and I don't remember this lady's name, but she, every time she turned around, it started with spitballs. It'd be like two or three spitballs would hit the hit the board in front of her. She would turn mm-hmm. back around, and everybody would just be sitting there like giggling. You know what I mean? And then we had those desks. Do you have the desk with a little rack underneath where you could lick your fingers and rub it and we go, the whole room starts doing it from every angle and every time she turns around just like I mean progressively crazier things are hitting uh-huh. until finally she turns around and a stapler and a book hit and she Jesus. screamed for her life and ran out I don't think anybody was like aiming at her per se but she was like already going crazy because of the just like the whole room vibrating with this like high pitched noise and then all this shit hits the yeah, so she took off running out of that that was that's probably the worst one. But then we had a teacher on before you guys get this, because we every there's gonna be people listening to this podcast who remember her because she was all over Northeast Ohio. If you're around my age, her name was Miss Evel. And she had to have been ninety-eight years old. Okay. And she couldn't hear. Uh-huh. And she people would just say she never cried because she didn't even know how mean everybody was being to her. But people all I remember is my friend who now I'm gonna say his name, but he is now a he uh is responsible for the largest solar panel project in the world. He makes wow. a lot of money. Okay. So he left Tesla. That's how much money this guy makes. He asked, he's like, he's like, I like your tits. I like your tits. Cause she had a big, big and she was like, thank you. I appreciate it. He's like, they hang really nice. I like your tits. Like, that was like the least mean thing that happened in that class that day. But I always remember that. seems nice. Yeah. Miss Evel was the fuck. If you saw Miss Evel walking with, in fact, you get to school and people would be like, Yo, Miss Evel's here. What class? You would skip class to go to their class to go terrorize this poor old lady. Which, rest in peace, because she's got to be gone by now. So She's well, still kicking. Fine. There's Shout no out. way. She'd be that's like 130 crazy. at this point. But, yeah, Joe, 
I heard you got a couple under your belt. Yeah, I've definitely made a lot of teachers cry in my life. Um, How many is a lot? I mean, multiple probably every year I went to school. Okay. Were you were you just like a part of these or were you like leading the charge on a lot of yeah, these? Yeah, I was a menace. I was a pretty bad kid um, in school growing up. Not like I didn't get in the system bad, but yeah, I don't know. I can't really pick out any in specific. I guess one would be like, no, I don't really even know. I don't, I don't want to paint myself as a very bad person. All right, then I'll give you another one. Well, you think about it. If you could think of one that's like more temperamental to throw on the podcast. I think I everybody kind of gets what, that you that you were a little bit aggressive. Yeah. And handsome rage. rage. Yeah, handsome rage over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, I have yeah, a really good go. one. So it was my senior year. And so me and my two buddies, who I'm not going to name, uh, were like part of like the Cheskels, like, you know, like paint, whatever. So we're like pre-gaming in the parking lot before the game. And I'm like, man, I got to take a piss. It was like 90 minutes till kickoff. And like, we can't go in the school. Like there's nowhere to piss. So we were like, go behind the softball dugout, piss between like that and the woods, walk back to the parking lot. And then like, we're like getting painted up. And it was like the night that all the peewee kids like walk around the field. And so like, you guys were trying to be role models in this evening. It's basically, yeah. Set a good example. So we're getting, we're getting painted up. And then all of a sudden, like, Four administrators come walking up, one with a bullhorn, just like, Joe Pollock, name, name. And they're just like looking, everyone like stops and they're like looking at like me and the two other guys. And we're just like, like, I, it was just one of those things where I'm like, what, and like, now what? So then they like call us in and they're like walking us in, like, literally, like, I thought, like, like they found like a bomb in my backpack or something. Like, that's how they were treating us. Like, they were going to handcuff us walking us into the, into the school. And they're basically saying, like, they were being pretty vulgar with us. They were pretty much like, you guys are fucked. Like, your life is over. You guys are getting expelled right now. Didn't tell us what we did. So what they're saying is, like, yeah, we saw you guys. You guys were drinking beers in the parking lot, and you you went and threw up and pissed behind the, on the softball dugout. Like, they, they that's what they uh, were okay. claiming, that we were, like, fucked up. And then they breathalyzed us in the office, and, like, the one – like principal that like knew all of us for like a while just starts crying like you know what I mean like I'm so disappointed in all you like like I thought I knew who you people were did you then, blow no we all blow zeros like we were like, really yeah we were just stone sober because it was like right after school like we weren't like into that part of the tailgate yet and <laughs> did you taunt because I would have fucking oh, like I scored the whole time I was really, in the like, Super Bowl oh, oh yeah. my god they were like making us sign like expulsion papers like you guys blow anything you're done I'm like. Was being Let's so go. cocky about it. Yeah, I was like, oh, can I sign multiple? Can I keep one of these copies? Like, just, like, <laughs> I'd like one for my record. Yeah. Now, I will say this, though. They did, I mean, like, maybe it's a little different times a couple years ago, but you were on a property with children that had your wang out at one point, which could definitely... Well, that's what they were claiming, losses. but then that's what I yeah. said. That's what I said to the one, the one vice principal. I'm like, so you saw, like, you saw, like, us with our dicks out pissing on the, on the dugout, because, like, that's what they were trying to claim. Well, we're going to suspend you guys for pissing on the dugout. Like... But it wasn't like we were behind it. But they thought like we were going in there like just pissing on all the shit to be like assholes. But we weren't those type of assholes. Yeah. And yeah, so I was like, oh, did you actually see like our dicks? And he did not like that question. That that's what probably got me in more trouble. But, yeah. I mean, it's a fair question. Yeah. So what, so what happened? Did you like get in trouble? No, we got this, we couldn't go to a couple games. And but if you blew zeros, why? Because I guess we had our dicks out at the football game. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you every time. Yeah. Get you every I time. love it. Yep. 
Clock, you seem like you were nicer, calmer in high yeah, school. Yeah, I was just about to say, I don't have, I didn't make any teacher, or no, I did make one teacher cry. That was it. But I was a really quiet kid in grade school, throughout high school as well. Um, the only time I made a teacher cry was, it's kind of crazy actually. Um, I graduated eighth grade and she hugged me and cried. Oh, what a little sweetheart over Look at here. This. Look at this guy. Look at that twist ending. <laughs> what a loser. This M. Night Shyamalan twist right there. It ended up being a nice story you were telling. I mean, yeah, there's nice a lot of ways I could explain it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I haven't made a teacher cry for we, we drew a lot of homophobic pictures of Mr. Wilder, too. It was a different time. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you used to be able to do, like, I had a story like that real quickly. We got, all of us went to a basketball game and we were twisted. I mean, we were probably 50 deep going out there. And, um, we got there and a teacher ended up getting a bunch of us suspended. And I was trying to think of the meanest, simplest thing I could do. And she, in, in East Lake North, there's like stairs that come down into like the big open area where everybody sits at lunch, the, the cafeteria type area. And as she was coming down, I just stood up and went, boo! And everybody, the entire place started booing her and she <laughs> cried and left. Oh, <laughs> she man. Cried. She probably thought about that. Yeah, Y'all getting booed. <laughs> you got to be able to be a little bit more emotionally strong than to cry from getting booed. She, uh, the second part of that story, I don't think you really want to tell. But anyway, whatever. Yeah, there you go. Um, Cavs last night, injury bug strikes again. Evan Mobley, sprained ankle. Did we get an update yet? I know they said he's it, out for tomorrow. Out for tomorrow, but that's all they've said so far. All right? they said, yeah. So when you listen to this, he'll be out for the game in the evening. Maybe there'll be another update on the injury. I guess Brian Winhurst was on ESPN uh, 850 talking. Didn't sound like he thought it was very good. Like he might be out for a little while. It's an ankle sprain. I don't know what level. The mild is great. I mean, you're still they're still say seven to ten days is mm-hmm. usually about right. But last night, I mean, it was a win the Cavs had to have. Absolutely had to have. Toronto ended up losing. Or no, some Toronto won. Uh, Chicago lost. Toronto won in overtime. Boston absolutely choked in that game away. So it was imperative that the Cavaliers won that game because they're fighting to get back in the top six. But a little bit of help from the other side, because I saw someone tweet and they're like, not to take anything away from those guys because you don't really want to shit on them, you know, but they literally, they made what, the Orlando Magic made one substitution in the fourth quarter and it was to take Marco Fultz out of the game. And the entire team that was playing out there were all like 10 day contract guys. Really? It was just straight up. I didn't know that. Game. I was, we, we were at the game, the game. Yeah. we were at the game and there was dudes that I didn't know out there. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is this? He shot three threes, hasn't made one. Yeah, Mo Bamba was playing, all, like, I feel like the whole game. He played yeah. the whole game, didn't he? Yeah. He played a lot of minutes, yeah. There so was they made one sub, and scrubs. it was to take Marco Fultz out of the game in the fourth yeah. quarter. That tells you, and I think like the last, like, eight minutes of the fourth quarter were all with those guys. Jesus. Yeah. And the Cavs barely won that game still. But, I mean, I, I can sit here and bitch about the interior defense, and it was like a layup line last night because it was – and they didn't defend the three point line well, but man, without they just have, don't have any bigs left. You can't have Kevin Love being your interior defender. Mm-hmm. And then Markinen was out for a period of time last night. You know, yeah. He came back and hit a couple big threes. It's he's just great. Yeah, it's, I like him a lot. He is a great addition. Yeah, to he's a team. great addition. I well, like having him a lot. And when Allen's in the lineup, he fits perfectly where he's supposed to be. When Allen's not in the lineup, he gets a little over his head down in the paint sometimes because he's just not. It just that makes guy. everyone else fit because when Allen's there, Mobley doesn't have to be the main big, mm-hmm. so there's not le- as much pressure. That's probably why he's been struggling the past multiple weeks. And then Love's off the bench. He's I think he started last night. And yeah, I mean, yeah, Allen's like the main centerpiece of the squad. They needed that win, Keeps man. Everything together. They got another home game tomorrow, and then um, I think they have what two home games left, and the rest in the other four away or something like that. I don't know, but it's it's a bad weekend, man. It's not a yeah. I mean, they're losing to Toronto and to Chicago, and that Chicago game. I know they cut it to sixth late in the game, but it was never even fucking close. No, it really it was, was not close. a close game. 
um, they got punked in their own house mm-hmm. in a game they absolutely had to have. It's it's tough to see. You just hope if Mobley's out for seven, ten games, I mean, they could literally fall away down to the Niners. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how far it away. It could be I bad, mean, but. Yeah. The playing tournament ain't going to be good for them. No. There, I, I don't want to see, like, the Hornets or anything for that playing game. That'll be rough. For the playing game, no. I'd feel pretty confident against them in a series, though. The Hornets? I said full strength. Oh, and I'd a, feel good about oh, against yeah, the Hornets. Oh, yeah, for sure. In a, in a, in a full strength game. But, I mean, we're going to have, like, I mean, hopefully Allen. But we're going to be banged up. And for one game against the Hornets. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like them in one player. game against anybody. Yeah. I, I yeah. feel like, in a, like I, I can agree with you. In a series, I feel like they could just boat race some teams early and never get to that must win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After this last weekend, they just feel a little too inexperienced to be able to handle that moment because those were two moments back to back and both of them, they failed in them. People are you know getting I mean? that LeBron Batman light ready. <laughs> yes, I, ready I've, been tell, I've been telling you guys, wait till you see, if the, depending on how the end of this year finishes, the it's front office might be up. like, it's picking up uh, the Cavs. Um, so the eight seed, they're, they're still three up on Brooklyn and the eight seed, but Brooklyn, I mean, there are nine, seven and three in the last few games. Charlotte's actually been playing great too. They're seven and three, and Atlanta's also seven and three in the last ten. What's crazy is for Vegas odds, they have the Nets as the favorite to win the East. Still, I mean, now that now that Kyrie is going to play, and I feel it, but I mean, I don't know. Shit. So it's it's going to be a heavyweight battle: Seventy Sixers, Bucks, and Nets. I don't buy the Heat at all. I don't buy the Heat. I don't buy the Heat at all. I definitely don't buy the Bulls. They've just been in a free fall mm-hmm. the the second part of the season. Celtics are interesting to me when Jalen Brown. They've and, been playing really good. Yeah, when they, when they got both their big their big guys there, they, they're interesting to me. But I mean, I'm just looking at this like they stay in that seven spot. Okay, that's fine. But you're still going to end up playing. You're going to play Brooklyn in that first game. You do anybody feel like they can beat Brooklyn in a one game, one game that they have to beat them? I don't feel like that I feel happens. Like we get fleeced. Yeah, and then you're going to play the <laughs> then you're going to play the winner of Atlanta or Charlotte, and it's going to be one game to end your season, which also feels like a tough spot. To win the Hawks are even too. scary too. I said seventy three in the last ten. Yeah, I'm playing playing up, and I mean just you just look at the points per game, and the Cavs are by far the worst offensive offensive team that'd be heading into yeah, the playoffs. No so they got to play good defense, and they're just not playing good defense no. right now. Just fell off big time. So we'll see. God, Sadly. fucking all star break. As it turns out, was just Huge. brutal. Yeah, it really was. Shouldn't have had it here. Um, <laughs> we thought we needed that rest, too. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, it's because they played like three or four bad games right before, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, perfect time for it. Nope, not so much. Jared Allen's missed 11 in a row already. Like, no. And I, I haven't heard another update. They kept saying he might be back for the end of the season, but I haven't heard an update, so hopefully. They're still saying Sexton might be back. Still waiting on that. He's that guy never sits down during games. You notice he's yeah. standing up the entire game. Mm-hmm. Like if you talk about passion he to want to be out be there. Back by now if he just chilled out. <laughs> 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 just fucking rest, just rest it. Yeah, he's getting seriously. way too into it every night. Um, <laughs> speaking of not playing any defense at all, everybody knows Will Smith smacked the shit out of uh, Chris Rock. It's the weirdest, most uncomfortable thing I've ever watched, and I've watched fucking beheadings and shit on online. Yeah, like, it, was, it was very it was weird. harder to watch. I don't want to get into like, is it real? Is it fake? Cause I know you guys did that stuff. I don't want to dive into like, Oh, is, is it violence? Taking work? I think a lot of it's the, just com- a crazy thing. Yeah, happen, the conversation yeah. around it's really corny. I think the Scientology angle angles fantastic. That's been covered pretty well. Have you seen this? I saw no, that. but that's something that I have been bringing up about Will Smith throughout a okay, lot. Well, of then, they, then we'll get to that because I want to start here. I grew up. My name is Will. I share a birthday with the guy. We both have big ears. Yeah. Both kind of goofy. Uh-huh. He's like my idol my entire life. Okay. I like that. And he becomes a Scientologist. He's like just letting Jada just fucking bang his son's friends. He's <laughs> all, like, all the, I'm getting to the point where like, 
And then I'm not saying he did the wrong thing, because I guess you got to stick up for your girl. But when you put it in complete context of everything that's happened between him and Jada and the joke, which wasn't even good. But and then a- for her to get ratings on her show, she parades him out, yeah. sits him down, and is like, I'd like banging other guys. I can't believe. This is how it, it just spells out their fucking personal shit. I can't believe how far he's fallen in my mind. I look at Will Smith now, and I still think he's a good actor, but I look at him like, fucking cornball. Every time I look at him, I just I literally have almost zero respect for the guy. I guess maybe he had a little bit back last night or that other night because I thought, wow, he turned to violence. Well, then I read this entire thread, which uh, go to Barstool. It's a great blog on it today. I can't remember who wrote it, but really good breaking the whole thing down. Okay, It's a guy who's basically like a Scientologist investigator, and he knows everything they think and everything they do. Uh-huh. Very important in their religion is... If someone disrespects you in public, you are supposed to smack them. And if you do not, somebody who's higher than you in the religion, next time they see you, will smack you in public in front of someone. So this is like, this was destined by their, whatever their God or whatever the fucking weird shit they they worship there in Scientology, which now doesn't... Zenu or some shit like that, isn't it? which, Mm -hmm. Which... Realistically, you can't tell me Jada's not above him. Of course she is. Otherwise, he'd be saying something about the other shit he does. So all this was just so Jada could just... Did not disrespect him again. He had to go smack the shit out of Chris Rock. They're the worst. Like I, I started, uh. I started really struggling to be able to stomach them when their children started becoming public and like all of their children's thoughts and feelings started becoming public information. Like, oh, this Jaden Smith kid is the fucking worst. Yeah, that so one banger like, song, though. Yeah, Icon was a good song. Which song? Icon. It's a good song. I have no idea what song that is. Whatever. Sorry, good video too. Um. I like when I whip my hair back and forth at that concert. Yeah, that was a good song. Yeah. <laughs> I'll whip my hair back and forth every once in a while. But yeah, those kids just seem like the absolute worst people. And you're like, okay, well, this is clearly a reflection of their parenting. Unless Jada just absolutely steamrolls them and just kisses the kid's ass. And everything you do is is wonderful. You guys are gods. Because it well, seems they like that's what they're like doing. It. Just blowing smoke. They're Scientologists. Who knows what they're doing in that house? Have you ever watched Going Clear? On no, HBO? Is, is that the, the documentary about Scientology? Yes. Yeah, the HBO that. one? Holy shit. It's a, one, a famous woman is in that, right? Who is the, that used to be a Scientologist? She's not anymore. Is that the same one? Is that, what's that I know one? Leah Remini did some shit. She's That's the, the chick one. from King, King of Queens. King, she was, in, was she in that? I don't she, know if she was in that one. I know that... Uh, uh, I don't know if you ever watched Californication. Um, yes. The one... Uh, the one former writer that like fell off the wagon and was doing the uh, the mangina and dancing around, Batesy. Yeah. yeah, okay. Batesy was a Scientologist and was in that for really? sure. Yeah, I don't think I saw that one. I think I saw the one with the chick from King of Queens, but Highly that's a fucked up. HBO one. For, actually, we should probably ask this from. Neither of you guys are Scientologists, are you? No. Okay, good. No. I mean, I don't know, but it gets a little weird down there in Brunswick. We're going to make sure you <laughs> a little free. Yeah, I'm not actually Chagrin Falls. I feel like is where the Scientologists yeah. would probably live if they're around here. Yeah, Chagrin Falls sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, like just orgies and Scientology is what I feel like happens down there. Uh, I don't know. Weird scenario. I, I thought you well, guys, co- like- when you guys were debating whether it was real or not real, I thought it was an entertaining conversation. I just, whether it was or wasn't, I feel like it probably was. I like debating that shit. we off in a weird direction? You went off in a weird little direction. Yeah, yeah, we went off in a weird, weird yeah, crazy direction. We didn't even plan on doing conspiracy that. conspiracy and then just got deep into like posting on social media. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this whole thing is weird, right? Like yeah. if that really was, if Super that's really the weird. case, like... In his head, he went, because he laughed first. The, his first reaction was he laughed at the joke. He looked at Jada. She wasn't happy. He's like, oh, shit, I'm about to get bitch slapped. And he's like, well, can't let that happen. And he got up and went up and just slapped him. Like, that's even fucking crazier. 
Twitter's reaction to everything, to the amount of different sides that I never fucking saw coming. Like there, there's oh, the stands people were taking. There's the a lot of stances that is like some people were like were just like stay out of black people's business. Don't even talk about this. It's like <laughs> this happened at the Oscars. This yeah. is the most public thing he could have done. Yeah. Of course we get to talk about this. Everybody gets to talk about this. This is the biggest thing that's happened since Janet Jackson's tit came out. Yeah, which wow. still, I'd like to really know it. Like that is. If that was a publicity thing, which we appreciate, sure we all know it is by now. Whose idea was that? It's a geniuses. It's yeah, that Some is genius. insane. They're gonna have you never perform at the Super Bowl again. Yeah, it's all right. I must be counting my money over here. I don't yeah. need to. I'm totally okay with that. I, that was like, and that was at a time where that shit didn't happen. No, there was no, no. boobies out everywhere. Uh-uh. You had to go look for them. Yeah, I think you might have still had to download them on LimeWire. I don't think they were readily available boobies like it is now. No. Uh, you have to wait for that shit. It took days for that to download. Yeah, 100%. That was definitely my first live titty. You got to the end, and it wasn't the thing you wanted to download. Nope. You got completely fooled. You had to start yep. all over again. Yeah. That was a different world. I just had to go back and watch some wrestling. That was, now, that was my go-to. Yeah, now. Back in the Attitude Era. They, you, were, you were just, I mean, it is an avalanche of tits and ass every day all around you. Every day all around you. To be a strong man who stays faithful today, you might be one of the strongest men of all time. I know they say that we're getting like a weaker male species because we don't do a lot of things all men do. None of those guys could have lasted in the tit and ass avalanche we live in every single day with Instagram. <laughs> it never stops. And Instagram pushes it on you like a drug dealer. In your search feed, it's just there all the time. I don't follow these people. Double tap, double tap, double tap. (laughs) (laughs) Flame emoji, flame emoji. (laughs) I see what you do on that clock. I see you working. Um, Overtime rule in the NFL. Got changed today. Okay. Finally. Um, Yeah, each team now gets a possession. It's only for the playoffs, though, right? Only for the playoffs. Yeah, not not in the regular season. They're still hiding behind the player safety bullshit or whatever, as they keep saying. The reason they changed it in the first place. Um, or I think it actually ended up changing. Yeah, it was player safety, and then they were going to stick with it because they didn't want players playing around each other as long. This is also the reason they did the ghost runner in baseball because of COVID. It's all a bunch of bullshit. They just don't want. Yeah, it's all stupid. It's really COVID stupid. again. Um, but so, they now you both teams are going to get a possession and uh, our uh, Cleve TA reference that I have to make every single time. Right. Segment. It's he's sponsored oh, by his, his website. Every time. He just, interestingly, he just said it makes more sense for some teams, but how you're built to defer now come overtime, which I hadn't really thought of, but that would be interesting because yeah, the, one, yeah, the sure. one time it happened was, what was his name? It was the Lions, right? It was, uh, he deferred and they lost. Oh my God, I can't think of his name. It wasn't Joe Harrington, was it? No, it was the Max coach Stafford. who did it. Uh, whatever. Either way, now both teams are going to get it. I don't think it was Jim. I'll have to Google it. But thoughts, I guess, initial thoughts on it. Does it really even matter? I mean, I wasn't that mad about the old overtime. It didn't really bug me that much, but I guess it's better. I mean, I mean I'm down with it. I would fucking love it if they just all every level of football adopted co- old college style overtime. Yeah. Like I hate that they changed regular college style overtime in college. Marty Morning Wig in 2002 was better. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Um, he took the wind. <laughs> he was just which by the way just defines an entire era of Lions football absolute panic he didn't see overtime coming he didn't give it a second thought he was looking at his phone they're like what do you want he goes I don't know just left okay <laughs> I didn't hear what he said give me that yeah, side whatever yeah um I know I do like the old uh, uh college football what's the old overtime. college one remind me college is just fucking back and forth get a possession starting at the the 20 
Um, each you, team gets it though, right? Each, each team gets it. You get to respond. You answer and whatever they did. Yeah. After the second or third one, I think on the third one, after the second one, you have to go for two after you score a touchdown. Uh, it's way more exciting. Oh, it's fucking, yes. It's way is. more exciting. And now, again, I was a bench warmer where I played, but we played against George Bell, the former um, Lions running back. Yeah. He played for Wayne State, and it was like a four-overtime game where he just kept going and going, and we ended up beating him in the end. Really? That was awesome. So this was all just so you could humble brag about what you did one time against George Bell. No, no, no. I, I watched it from the sidelines. Oh, okay. Never mind. 100% okay. watched it from the sidelines. <laughs> I led with that. Thank yeah. you very much. I wasn't listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, do you, how do you feel about it, Joe? Do you like it? I don't, did you? Were you bothered by the old overtime rules? Were you like... Well, yeah, I was definitely kind of a... Where Josh yeah. Allen didn't get that. Yeah. I mean, that's really the biggest... Yeah. The most glaring one was last year, Josh Allen in the playoffs. Didn't get the football. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the only reason why they're doing this, pretty much. Because that would have just been... I mean, it was probably the greatest game of all time up there, but could have been even better. But I think the Browns will probably just beat everybody in regulation this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we'll really have to worry about it. I'm not too worried about it. What about you, Clock? I'd have been just like this at 21. I'd have been yeah, just I mean, like this. I'm definitely with it. I think the change was needed. With the, I think I always thought two team, the team should each get a possession in overtime, given the fair chance. That's just my stance on it. Always I done. don't like that you can end in a tie. I'm not a not a I'm big tie guy. That's for soccer. They didn't change that. Should, yeah, no, no, still a tie. Yeah. regular season kind of tie. There's always at least one tie every year. You know what? If you don't want them playing more football, then make it entertaining in the regular season. Let them do a field goal kicking competition. Someone just so someone wins, yeah. and make it worth yeah. a half a win. Like make it worth it. Like make, what make a tie fist fight. <laughs> Choose your champion. Fist fight at the they fifty might as well yard slap line. box at that point. Yeah. Then you just sign goons. I kind of like this idea. I would love that. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Fuck I watched. Yeah. The, there was a badass hockey fight last night. I don't know who these people were because I don't think about hockey. But these dudes <laughs> were going at it, and the, they had been fighting at this point. Now one ref tried to break it up. The other ref told him, "No, stop it. You don't get to break it up. If they're still up on their skates." <laughs> Which is just brutal. They keep like focus on fans. Fans are freaking out. They go back to the fight. They're still going at it. And like just a throw in comment by the commentator, like a solid minute 10 into this fight was, ah, and he's just coming off that cracked skull. This probably isn't a good idea for him to be out there fighting like this. (laughs) They're just goons. That's what they do. Fuck yes. You put them on the roster so they kick each other's asses. Let's do that in football. With helmets? Yes. You got to take the helmets off. Hands can break. (laughs) <laughs> but you can also do the tape on the hands and then dip them in glass like in Bloodsport. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Or in gummy bears like in Naked Gun. Was it like a Naked Gun where you did <laughs> the gummy bears? <laughs> Those are terrible old movie references. Uh, I'm down for all that. The more brutality, the better. Fuck the yeah. XFL would probably would have, By this point, if it stuck around, we'd probably be there by well, now. Wasn't it yes. coming back? The Rock is. Yeah, is but that's part like. Of it? This is like zombie XFL. This is like they're trying to be real football. Yeah, they're going to try and be real I want them to the roll, like, underhand roll the football out of midfield where they'd like run at each other and dive. Like fumble, yeah. Shoulders were going out of place on those. That was awesome. Fuck yeah. That was way cooler. Could put whatever you want on the back of your jersey. He hate me. Yeah, he ended up. Was it the Rod Smart? Yeah, he was a returner for the Panthers for a little bit. Um, Fuck, I was going to say something else and I don't remember. Oh, is fighting when NFL players start punching each other in the helmet, it might be the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I get that you're angry, but it's not a a thoughtful thing that you do. True. But if you're going to do something like, not to to glorify what he did, but one of the smartest moves I've ever seen is Miles Garrett taking someone's helmet off and swinging it at them because if you're that trying is. to cause some damage, 
Did you ever see uh, Aaron Donald after that one game where he's like on the sideline, he takes his pads off, puts his helmet back on, and then went to go fight? I think it was J.R. Sweezy. I don't think I remember that. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, yeah. He was like, he was ready to go. He went after him. Wow. Who was the, uh, um, was it Cromartie and what receiver? Was, I think it was Antonio Cromartie and the receiver that, I mean, went. Cortland Finnegan. Cortland no, that was Finnegan and, and, and Andre, Andre Johnson. Johnson. Andre, Andre Johnson. Johnson. And yeah. they went went crazy. Yeah. They did that. Yeah. 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 That was a really good one. That was a great football fight. <laughs> that was a really good one. But what what about, like, if you're oh, like a lineman throwing those punches, you got the gloves on plus all the tape, you don't really feel it. So those those punches just, do something. Do you do club fist at that point? Probably like, smartest too, but yeah. no, you're not thinking. Swing you're strong. You got to be all palm to the bottom of the face mask. Get it on their chin strap. That was the move. Yeah, <laughs> choke them with their chin straps. <laughs> <laughs> um, Make some teachers cry and then choke them with their chin straps. Yeah. Hoist Gracie palm oh, strikes. Yes. Yeah. What about um, Odell and Josh Norman? Remember their beef? That was yeah. beef. Yeah. yeah. Remember the one dude? It was Monday Night Football. He uh, snatched his chain. And then, like, that was back on right. Michael Crabtree. Yeah. Crab yeah. That was a good he one. Was, yeah. He took it a second one, too. He took it a second time. He did it again. Hey, yeah. that's, a, that's a whole different level of disrespect snatching people's chains on the field. That's fucking awesome. That's what it's on nowadays. Yeah, I like that shit. I'm that's down with that. I am down yep. with that. That was an awesome conversation. I know I just want to watch old football fight videos. Yeah. Yeah. Wish you should put some out on the tomorrow on the. Uh, in honor of what we talked about this The one happened kind of during the Browns. Remember. Cushing, Brian Cushing from the, the Texans and Sean Laval. Sean Laval kind of hit him from behind. His helmet came off, and then he yes. threw a headbutt at him with no helmet on to Sean Laval's helmeted oh head yeah. and busted his forehead open. Yep. That, that reminds me badass. of uh, Albert Hainsworth full cleat to that dude's face. Ooh, oh what a guy. piece of shit that, <laughs> that guy was. Yeah. Remember the contract he signed? It was enormous. It was right before that, wasn't it? And then it? he yeah. just like, didn't do anything else for yeah. the rest of his career. That was He crazy. failed his run test over and over again. He didn't care. Wasn't Sean Rogers pretty notorious for stepping on people when they were on the ground, too? I no, he it was, quite uh, a few times. I think Sue was. It was McDonald's and Sue. Was, that's what I'm thinking of. Time. Another, just another giant human times. being, yeah. Yeah, same shit. I feel like, not that it's okay, but... Dudes get angry, especially yeah. big dudes. yeah. So, and we don't, a lot of times you don't see what's happening. That's hand to hand combat every single play up there. And there's guys who play dirty, but they don't play the type of dirty that you notice or that a referee will notice. They're just playing the type of way it's like kind of unwritten rule. You just, that's not where you're supposed to be hand hitting at. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I don't know. That's stuff. You got to punish jumpers always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the best. That's <laughs> when you're blocking a guy and they jump up to try and bat it down and you just like get your feet under them and then just slam them to the ground. <laughs> I wish I was big. <laughs> <laughs> you could have undercut somebody. Yeah. yeah right. um, all right. So this is a, a little bit of a random question, but the reason I thought about this is we, Saturday night, um, we went to the farm. Shout out to Dante and Bobby and everybody up there. After the Cavs Shout game, uh, clock was up at the Cavs game too. We met up, farm went over to the farm. Uh, all my boys, Flender and everybody who was up there had a table, had a great time, really good time. In fact, it was the first time I was there, but it was like packed like that with live music, had a blast. Super and late. This morning I'm going through videos on my phone and I find a video of me and Clock singing alternative music that the band is playing. That was lit. I remember you doing yeah. it. I was wondering if you... What kind of alternative music? Uh, it was, I think it was, what, was it What's My Name Again? I don't know. It was one of those songs, the sing-along ones that everybody knows, right? Um, and I thought to myself, I was like, man, I'm not a country guy, but I found myself over and over that night. And I never said I didn't realize I knew this many country songs, but I kept finding myself singing songs that were getting played. There was a lot of like Southern rock that was getting played too. And then like newer alternative stuff. The band was really good, but I started thinking like, man, all right. So obviously I can do a country show. 
I could do an alternative show. I could do a Southern Rock. I've been to all those type of shows. And I'm the worst person to answer this question because I'll literally go see anything. But Brian, what is like the one type of live music that there's absolutely no way you could sit through, no matter what? Probably country. Really? Probably country. Yeah, yeah, I, I hate it. Even like country, the new country pop stuff that isn't even really country, it's like... Most of it I hate. Uh, I like Zach Brown. I could definitely do a, a Zach Brown band show. So you, there would be more country artists that you would like than you think, I bet. Because there's a whole bunch. There's a whole like section of country that sounds exactly Does like your that. country sound like classic rock? Does your country not sound like country? Then I'm okay. If okay. it sounds <laughs> like country, is that twangy? So you couldn't do a bluegrass show. Bullshit? I can fuck with bluegrass before like the the, the twangy See, I country. Do that. I don't give a damn. I'll, I'll go sit through anything. As long um, as there's women around, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, I've. I've yeah, I'm sure the prettiest girls are at those shows too. At the farm for or sure. Or those EDM shows. Jesus Christ! Nobody oh, yeah. wears anything. I've no, never been to an EDM show. I heard those are wicked crazy. Um, I've never been to a country concert. Super fun. It's a, just a huge, both of those are huge I've parties. I've been wanting to go. Different just, type of ways people are getting fucked up, but huge parties at both places. Mm-hmm. Um, great shows on both ends. I love live EDM shows, especially when you get someone who actually plays instruments like as well as DJing. That's like one of the craziest things to me that someone can run around and be just a one-man band and do all kinds yeah. of shit and sound awesome. There's a couple of them that actually sing to. Like, I like that really? shit. I don't know if I could enjoy it without, now that fentanyl's everywhere. <laughs> I think, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that I, I'd be able yeah. to really enjoy it. You can't be dipping your fingers in random bags these days. Nope. <laughs> uh, Joe, you're you're like an uh, older rock guy, right? I just saw you tweet the other day. So what was the greatest song ever made? It was but Metallica? Yeah, Fade I don't know. Fade to Black, you said? Yeah, Fade to Black. I don't know if it's really the greatest, but it's definitely a very great song. It's definitely top three. It's a very not it is a very good song. It's a very good song. Yeah. I saw Metallica. I liked it. It was a very good show. I saw Aerosmith. I'm not an Aerosmith fan. I had, yeah. They were great when I saw them in concert. Not a big Aerosmith guy. Neither am I. But they put on a great show. I went and saw... Let me tell you a story. Now, this isn't where I was going to go with this, but let me tell you a little story for you. <laughs> Regale us. Um, I think I might have even told you this before, but one time, a long time ago, I was working at ESPN 850. Do you guys know who Michael Regai is? Yes. Michael Regai. Legendary Cavs guy. Yeah, he used to call Cavs games. And I'm talking like man's man. Six foot five, Italian, slick back hair, wears three-piece couple thousand dollar suits. I'm talking one of the baddest motherfuckers ever walked the face of the earth. This dude loves Lady Gaga so much. <laughs> like the most random shit, right? So we used to have a deal with, a with amazing tickets. <laughs> and one day he's like, Will, man, I got four seats to Gaga. You got to come. got to come see Gaga with me. And I'm like, all right, you know, maybe I'll come meet you. He's going with, the, with his chick. And... He was texting me about it. I was like, I'm going to try to get up there. We had something else going. I think I was covering an Indians game next door. It was over at the queue. And I got done with the Indians game. And he hit me up again like, Will, come Oh, man. you got to come over and check this show out, baby. Come on. So I so I hit up Joe Horvath from Barley House. And I'm like, yo, do you want to go check out this this Lady Gaga show with Michael Reggae? He's like, I don't even know what that sentence means, but I'll meet you over there. <laughs> so we walk in. And the first thing we see when we walk in is like a dude, and all he's wearing is caution tape. Oh. It just placed very strategically around his body. And I'm like, all right, a little different than I've been to before, but our seats were awesome. They're like corner of the stage. I went down, and I tell you, it was one of the best performances. I, I think we probably stayed like, we missed most of it. We were there like the last maybe seven songs. And I don't know the names of a lot of her songs. This is older anyway. Uh, but there was a song that she put on the piano that I used to hear at the bars all the time. It was like a sing-along type song. And she stood on the fucking thing you'd sit on. 
and the piano was completely on fire and she's just fucking jamming out on the piano and she didn't lip sync anything. And at one point she stopped and she goes, I want you to tell anybody if they say Lady Gaga lip syncs, Lady Gaga doesn't fucking lip sync and goes back into a song, dead middle of a song. I'm like, this is awesome. I never thought this is how this concert would be. That sounds great. Yeah, it was fantastic. So that's, I almost never turn out a live show because of that one experience right there. I'm always like, I don't know when I'm going to see some cool shit like that again. I turned down a bunch now because all the fucking Mushroom Head concerts I went to back in the day. Yeah, that's <laughs> so was Michael Regai like going into every oh, song? Hell, fi- oh, yeah. Singing and fist pumping. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would be mad. He would actually, if he was here right now, he would tell you how great that concert was. And I'm pretty sure he's seen her multiple times since because we've talked about that. Um, anyway, sorry, Joe. What's what's one time? If you had to pick one, never would sit through it. I don't know. I've grown up around a lot of live music. Um so I feel like I have a very well like versed palette. I don't know if there's really anything. Maybe polka, polka. See, um, I'll even go polka see. A, shows are I'll, a lot go of fun. I'll, I'll go to. You got hey, the okay. Hangover Ball at the Safinian National Home every year is one of the funnest parties in Cleveland. I swear to God, and it's polka. It's you. I with some. We don't want her. You can have her. She's too fat for me. Who stole the Kishka? Like yeah. all those. Like yeah, I think I'm out on that. Dude, <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. There's usually a lot of good food around. Oh, yeah. That party is bring your own food and you buy bottles of liquor from them and all the money goes to the Slovenian National Home. It is a rager. And there's a bowling alley in the basement. What is that is second badass. song called? Who <laughs> stole the Kishka? <laughs> Who stole the Kishka? We stole the Kishka. That's the song? That's the name of this episode. Who stole the Kishka? I'm downloading that on Spotify tonight. It's a fun song. I like Clock. it. Um, nothing really. I just, I just like music. I like picking up on like different varieties of music. I thought he was going to say women. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, yeah, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'll vibe to any music, honestly. It's just like, I like looking at the talent like that they do for like specific shit. Like, oh, that guy actually put work in to do that, this and that, like, just like kind of yeah. like came together over time. Love I a good, it. love a good guitar solo. Yeah. Especially yeah, when you don't yeah, expect yeah, it. Yeah. Like some going and somebody just starts ripping off guitar solo. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. I'd say probably 95% of the concerts I've been to have been heavy metal. Really? Yeah. I don't, I think I went to one. I don't actually don't think I did. I think I was supposed to go to a mushroom head show and I didn't go. It's a good call. It, it's it's, not, it, it's really it, like you, you, you got to see it once. Cause they, they do put on a crazy live show. Yeah. Cause they're like, it's like, it's like guar, but new, right? Like, isn't it like wild shit? They're less wild about it. I mean, they're dressed in like terrifying shit, but like the the water drums that they have, it's almost like the Blue Man Group. You know how they play the water drums? Oh, yeah. And like the water's coming up with the, with the strobe light in the drum. It fucking, it's awesome. Um, but everybody's super dirty and sweaty, and you don't have any personal space at all. And it's not like little mosh pits form around the concert. The whole middle part is moshing. All of it. I don't want, of wouldn't want to do that. That sounds like the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese. It, it's, <laughs> a ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese, so like in a local jail. <laughs> like, Porn ad. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, and then you, you, like, you have to wait hours and hours. They, they, like, they don't go on until like one, but you get there at like... I, I never learned my lesson and got there at a decent time. I always would show up at eight and just be exhausted. Got to get a good spot in the ball pit. Um, we probably should dedicate more time to this. What are we, about an hour? But maybe it's a good, yeah. good place to finish. Buffalo's new stadium. Mm-hmm. What is What is it? What is it? $1.9 trillion? 1.4, I think. $1.4 billion. What, Buffalo new stadium. Um, and it's going to be completely funded 
with public funds, correct? I just want to make sure I'm getting this correct. So. Part of, I think 200, or, mil, 200 million or so from the NFL. The NFL is kicking in something. Yeah, but it's it's not, but is that's the NFL itself, not the ownership group, correct? Correct. Okay. The reason that we should even talk, you know, probably think, what the fuck are you going to talk about with that for? The reason we need to talk about it is this is the blueprint by which the Haslams are going to look for a new stadium here soon. In this, I mean, they just are. We're getting to that point where First Energy Stadium is getting old. You know, I don't know how much we want to make this debate about public funds versus, you know, whether it's socialism for billionaires, which I think is a very fair argument in every one of these situations, right? They say it's for the community, but they're the only fucking ones who use it. Um, I do think the part I would like to start with, though, is they're not putting the retractable roof on. Like, and it's just going to be an open-air stadium. And I don't remember, was that on the pot earlier or not, where I said, just, if you want to do that in Cleveland, just put a retractable roof on and leave it open for games, if that's really what you want to do. But you need to get more income into that place. Like, it's taking up so much lakefront, and mm-hmm. it's open, and it's miserably cold wind-wise for a couple games a year. And past that, you can't fucking use the thing. They put one concert there a year. This year will be Kenny Chesney. Yeah, it's usually Kenny Chesney. Well, it's MGK Kenny this year. Kenny Chesney. It's All MGK, right. and then it went 10 football games or 11. We get well, a home game this year. We're going to win the Super Bowl, so we're going to have three playoff games. Playoffs, or two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two or three playoff games. <laughs> I love, love the confidence. Um, they, if they do, A, do you have a problem with it being completely. Well, not completely, but almost all funds from a Cuyahoga County type area, which is definitely different than what the county they're building it up in Buffalo for many, many different reasons. And then B, not putting a retractable roof on. If this is the exact format, if this is exactly what happened in Cleveland, would you be happy or mad about it, Brian? I'd be mad about it. Especially, I mean, because like their stadium, I don't, I don't know when it was built, but it's been, Ralph Wilson's been around for a long fucking time. Yeah, it is. Um, if they try to do that in Cleveland anytime, Soon, I mean, the stadium isn't even 20 years old yet, is it? No, yeah, it's, it's 23 years old, 24 years old at this point. But that's, I mean, if, if you do basic upkeep, you, it's not like they're, you know, relying on old architecture. It, it should last longer, the current stadium. They should be able to make changes to it. So if they made a change now, I'd be super pissed. I hate the fact that billionaires don't even fucking kick in. Um, they should pay, like, some of it. Half of it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, honestly, I, I'm one of those people who says, like, you fucking buy it. You know what I mean? You're making all the goddamn money out of the place. Mm-hmm. The one thing I do think is interesting, I'm trying to see where the where First Energy Stadium ranks. Well, so it's about middle of the pack and how old the stadium is. Maybe bottom 10 oldest. But I think the only way that I'm okay with it, with just starting over and doing something new is if they put a state, if they put a roof on it. I don't, I, t- I get why people don't want a dome. That's fine, whatever. But do some other retractable roof. Bring more income to the city. Allow us to have those monster car shows and Final Fours. And they would get a Super Bowl because the Haslam's in Cleveland has, I think, enough cash in now that Indy's had one. I think they would probably get a Super Bowl if they were allowed to build that stadium. But you got to put a roof on it. Otherwise, you don't get any of that shit. Yeah. If you knock that thing down and put another thing up with no roof. It's selfish and easy of me to say, like, you know— Throughout all of the, uh, you know, my Browns fandom, I've always pictured us with a home field advantage in the playoffs of just the fucking snow coming down. I mean, I'm, I'm never going to be in the stadium, so it's really easy for me to say. But, like, that's just, I think a lot of us Clevelanders have always pictured it that way. That's AFC North football. That's Browns football. And now you have Deshaun Watson, so let's throw a, let's throw a roof on that bad boy, shall we? No doubt. <laughs> this is just where I take a step back and uh, <laughs> become a... Old man football sociopath. As I, I, I wonder because I always feel like that's a really old take. Got to be in the snow. It's AFC North football. As younger guys, Clock or Joe, do you guys feel that way? Do you, do you want that 
quote unquote home, even if it's imagined that home field advantage is sitting outside in the snow in a playoff game. Uh, I, I mean, happen. the dome would be cool just because all the like we're talking about all the stuff it would open up for the city. But no, I like playing outside. I think it's pretty cool. I agree. I'm with that. But I mean, the retractable roof makes more sense if we're going to actually do it. Yeah, a new stadium. Like I want the carnage. Like if it's like crazy wind, like I want that to be. Or like yeah, when it's like crazy I've been snowy, to some crazy fucked up like, weather games yeah. in that stadium. I've been to it's quite fun. a few of them too. It's yeah. fun. See, all right, I got I like it. that. Just, it on the same page then? Because yeah, I'm I'm cool with the the roof. Yeah, one like leave it for football games. Yeah, but, but if, like, if, if even if it's retractable and we have shitty weather, they're never going to open it. I think they would if the team played well on it. I think they would. Why not? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you take yeah. that home field? I feel advantage? like they would only retract it when it's like seventy and sunny when it's nice. I don't yeah. know. Well, do here, teams ever do any? Does anybody that have a retractable dome open it for bad weather? I think the only two I th- I really know about is what Texas is in the NFL and then Seattle and MLB retractables. I know there's probably more. But oh no, there's more. Atlanta's got one. Oh, that's I want to say I don't know if New Orleans does. I don't. Theirs is not retractable. No, remember it collapsed. I don't think you there. would because when it <laughs> rains like that, the whole like above the whole field isn't open. You. Not yeah. usually, so like it would just be raining in some parts of the field and not. Like, is the new Minnesota one? Cool. Just to where to throw it. Yeah, is yeah. it? Yeah, Minnesota's got an open stadium. They didn't build a dome up there, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I will say this because the action is kind of lending, lending credence to your point. The coolest sporting event I was ever at before the Cavs made that run to a championship and Quicken Loans Arena was the way it was. Was um, run, Willie, run, making the playoffs, goal yeah, line, goal line, stand against Atlanta. And part of the reason they won that game is because Atlanta and Michael Vick wanted to get the fuck out of that weather. And But it was snowing so bad that really nobody was sitting down anyway. But if you did, I don't know if anybody was at that game, literally the snow piled up on your lap. It was snowing so, so hard awesome. during that game. Yeah, my yeah. dad worked that game. Yeah, He was like an usher. Yeah, it was an awesome game. Awesome game. And we were on the opposite. We Run really one happened going towards the dog pound, if I remember correctly. We were on the opposite end of season tickets at that point. And I told myself I could never get season tickets to this team because I would not be able to separate the emotion from it. Or never or not be able to see I would never be able to take a job covering <laughs> Browns. And then it was like three years later it was on the fucking Browns beat. Was that the best Browns game you've ever been to? Yeah. Yeah, it is for sure. I went to a real good one this last year where Nick Chubb, I can't I don't know, I can't think of who we played, but when Nick Chubb won the game with that run of the corner of the end zone. Oh, he didn't score. No, that was last year. I think that was talking about too, out of bounds. No, no, no. He scored. Oh. He oh. scored. It was like like mid fourth. They pulled away with that touchdown. Um, um, I can't think of the. I don't know why I took my son, and that was just cool because I took my son, and we were like corner dog pound, and he got to experience. Really, I mean, he hears swearing all the time, but a whole different level of cussing and berating of human beings. So that was all. But definitely that that game that run Willie run coming down goal line stand, and then what was crazy about that. If you guys remember, we actually also needed the Jets to win after that game. They weren't in the playoffs, and they yeah. won that. So the Jets to win, and they put the Jets game up on the screen. And everybody was chanting J E T S like in Brown Stadium. Watch it was fucking awesome. It was awesome. It's sweet. I don't, I've never been to any really great games. Like I, I think I mentioned it before. That one Colt McCoy comeback win over the Dolphins is probably the best Browns game I've watched in person. Colt McCoy's comeback over the Dolphins. I don't even remember that <laughs> yeah, game. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was at some cool ones that I covered. Like, honestly, one of the most interesting games I was ever at, and it wasn't like cool from any perspective as being a Browns fan, but at that point I was so separated emotionally, was when they literally killed Colt McCoy at, at Pittsburgh. 
They literally killed him there. Yeah. And it was like the most surreal scene. And then they're like, he played again. And then like seeing him in the locker room and he was obviously not okay. And then the aftermath of that, like them just hanging Pat Shermer out the dry up there. That was like Pat that, Shermer ent- sucked. that entire scenario. Don't leave Pat alone. Pat Shermer You leave Pat alone. Sucked. You leave Pat alone. He got dealt a raw deal both places here in New York. <laughs> uh, but that was that was probably one of the most surreal games I was ever at. I heard you guys doing a, what do you got coming up on your uh, little pie? You did your favorite games all the time, right? No, we did, we got a little draft video coming. Drafting, I don't even know. Just favorite, favorite Cleveland sports shit. Yeah. We had like Brown, favorite, favorite Brown, favorite Indian, favorite Cav, favorite, favorite game, moment, favorite, favorite game moment. we went to, favorite coach. Who won the draft, you think? Clearly me. No, I think you got kind of killed, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Never short of confidence. Um, I think that's everything I wanted to hit on today. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? We can have everything. Uh, Friday night, you're going to be a mentor at Stadium Grill, right? Stadium Grill, mentor. Are you allowed to say what else you're doing this week? You're going to be doing some stuff? uh... I'll be, uh, I mean, listen to 10 Cent Beer Life, and then I'll be on the the Bill Squire show. Hell yeah. Shout out to Billy. Love Bill Squire. Um, Love his setup, too. Oh, yeah. We're going to get there at some point. Someday we'll get there. He's got all them shoes. Yeah. Cool, the TV in the back. It just looks, it's it's nice and clean. Yeah, Um, sweet. I don't think I have anything going on. My Twitter's back, so that's good. They forced me to update. That's what I found out. Today was a forced update. Uh, see that community tab on there? I invited yes. you. Yeah, now yeah. I did. It I said, did. yeah, you got to update yours because it said I couldn't invite you. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying it. I don't like to update apps. I don't like to update apps. I don't either. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't either. But Instagram I, fucked me up. Because like Instagram used to be like it used to be super nice. How it would just be all you know in a way that makes sense. Now and you don't then, see anything you want to see on. No, you don't. Pisses me off. Except that's why you Cleveland Bar. Except for Cleveland Bar, so that's why you go to like the post. So it keeps popping up in your yep. timeline. Turn the post notifications Dude. on. There you go. Um, that's so you guys got the draft coming out. Check yeah, that out on YouTube. Point. Yeah, at yeah. Some point. We're, we're just gonna keep it in the hash. On it. Yeah, I'd like to see what you guys put together on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna blow your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jay Pollock two on Twitter. Yep. Tell them where they can find all the socials for everything else. All right, so while you're after you guys follow me on Twitter, you're going to go to the search tab and search BS underscore Cleveland to find the Barstool Cleveland Twitter. And then you're going to go over to Instagram and follow Cleveland Barstool, TikTok, Barstool Cleveland, YouTube, Barstool Cleveland. Subscribe, turn the post notifications yes. on so you guys can see. You can watch Pound Town. We got other videos on there. Clock and I do some stuff on the YouTube. Uh, clips get posted on there. And yeah, that's our socials. Be active on the socials. Yeah, and there's also a link tree on all of them. So if you don't feel like yeah. searching everything, it's all on there. I forgot. I actually do have the two fish fry reviews from Friday still yet to come out because I couldn't post them. It wouldn't let me. Mm-hmm. So edited. They're ready to go. First one comes out tomorrow. Watch out. There may be a new number one. Uh-oh, Find out. Wow. But if you saw the Ooh. picture I tweeted of that fucking placement of St. Vladimir's Church and uh-huh. the dudes that were in there. Electric. It was fire. awesome. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Vladimir. And then we went to Prosperity Lounge in Tremont and it turned into a very funny review. Um, I can't really get into too much about it, but you'll see it on there. Check it out on the socials. Exactly. Those will be coming out. Clock. Follow it on. Uh, Tinted Clock on Instagram and Twitter. There you go. Um, follow us. Interact. I don't know. I got nothing. Leave else. reviews. Leave reviews. Leave reviews. Yeah, Thursday. Live nude reviews. Thursday. So leave yeah. them on the podcast. We need them. It takes like a day or so to hit. So we still have, so by the way, stickers got delayed. I'm getting caught up in red tape on that, but we do have to pick the guy for the hoodie. 
We got two. We have two to give away, so we'll pick the one of the YouTube subscribers. So you still got a chance to get in as a YouTube subscriber. We'll give away. Should we just give them both away there, or we should pick one? I don't know, but wait, let's see. We might be at 50 YouTube subscribers. We are at 49 before we want. Oh, there we go. Here, which is pretty big. Just, we're, just, we're just waiting for you. Huh? No, it sounded like my, my mic cut out for a second. No, we're still at 49. Oh, so motherfuckers. All right, we're not giving away shit until we have 50. Yeah. So you got to go on there. Get it. Yeah, get on there. Hit the fucking button. Um, yeah, we'll pick a random. By the way, the number is growing every single podcast. They're jumping up and jumping up and jumping up. We Shout love you guys out to all for you that. guys. Um, and uh, yeah. Oh, I'll be in a short at the Cleveland International Film Festival as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm I saw that. You posted that. that on Instagram, yeah. right? Oh, I heard you on the radio the other day for an Ohio Lottery commercial. I didn't know you did radio oh. spots, too. I did radio spots. There you go. Yeah. I heard that the other day. Sweet. Refresh that subscriber, my friend. Let's oh. go. We just got 50. Oh. In, in studio. studio. We're giving hoodies away. Hoodies are going to give away. We'll tomorrow. Um, Shout out to Joe. I love the International Film Festival. That's like one of my favorite things. I've never been. i got to get Very tickets. Cool. It's, it's only like a five-minute short, so it's It's, it's even better. Much, I, don't have, I have the attention span of a nap. Oh so. yeah, it's weird too. Here we are. Oh yeah, it's weird. It's hilarious. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. There you go. The short. I, I went to the shorts one at the Kaiga uh, Falls Film Festival mm-hmm. and saw one of the cooler. It was there. They were in shorts. I think it was their just short films, right? Because there's different. The shorts are like real, real short. Uh-huh. And the, am I right on this? I, I don't know. Think. And then the short films, I think, are like half hour boys. And I watched one that was fucking super cool about like people's passions and why they got into what they got into. And there was like a rapper, a skateboarder. Uh, like somebody who opened it, did it, does charity stuff. Very, very cool, but love those. I felt smarter when, after I left there. This one's going to be about a five minute. It's almost like a sketch, but with more production value. And it is strange. I'm, yeah. I'm excited about it. Yeah, okay. Thank I'm excited you. about it too. All right. We're out here. We'll talk to you later in the week. Peace. Yep.